we'll just do the right thing because it's the right thing. And it starts with our family. You know, it's like, I, you know, I was working three jobs when we started having kids. And, uh, and it's like, what? complaining doesn't do anything. We just gotta, we gotta get it done. Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Victor Marks Show. Today's Today's a cool podcast. I ain't gonna lie. These uh, the my guest today is a father and son team, and many of you are gonna know who they are by virtue of just a video that they that was put out went super viral, and um, I was actually one of them that reposted it, and um, I got contacted by the dad, uh, thanking me for sharing their story. But uh, for those of you who maybe haven't seen it, uh, stand by. We're going to show it right now. Hi, my name is Knox Zajac. Uh, I'm 11 years old, and I go to Wyndham Middle School. I'm a sixth grader. I was in the library, and this book was on a stand. I'd like to read you a page. My back over my hips as I ask if we should take off, take our clothes off. And he's saying yes before I finish my sentence. He's pulling off my T-shirt laughing when I can't undo his shirt buttons. He's undoing my belt. I'm reaching into his bedside drawer for a condom. We're kissing again. We're rolling over. Obviously, you can see where this is going. I don't know if it's because we're feeling especially emotional or just tired, or these past couple of weeks have been too much. But this reminds me so much of the first time we had sex. We were both terrified, and the whole thing was kind of terrible because we didn't know what we were doing. But it was good too, so good, because we were a mess of emotions and we were scared and excited and everything felt new. So this sort of thing, this sort of feels like that. Nick touches me like he's scared that any minute. Now this book was at my middle school and it was on a stand. When I rented it out to show my dad it, uh, the librarian asked if I wanted more and if I wanted a graphic novel version. Well guys, you just saw the clip, and uh, obviously it's both disturbing and encouraging uh, because for an 11-year-old to read that filth that was in his school library uh, took a lot of courage. And I'm talking about uh, Knox Zajac and his dad, Adam, are with us today. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So let, let's uh, first kind of recap. I bet you had no idea that your son standing up reading that would get so much, would garner so much attention, did you? No, not at all. No clue. Proud of him though. It's pretty. Yeah. Uh, pretty. Oh, it's, oh it's, it's gutsy and ballsy. And I think that was the, I, I think that's what, trip people out. We're hearing adults read stuff. We're hearing adults expose stuff. But when you hear a kid, uh, and for me, especially a young man, what I would call a dangerous gentleman, 
when you when you hear and see someone like him step up, it's being done for the principle, not not for views. Because uh, some people showboat. You guys are just like the raw, real dudes. Got up there, explained it. The impact has been phenomenal. Even to the point where Fox and Friends has interviewed y'all, it made a significant impact. And um, and while I'm interested to find out more of, of the background, there's only one reason I believe your son, Knox, could get up there with that much courage, unflinching, and just do the deal. And it's because of his dad. Um, and and if if Knox, I'll ask you, if your dad was not in your life, if he was gone or absent, um, do you think you would have still had the courage to read that, to step up there and do that? That's a good question. Um, probably not. I don't think I would have. Right. Could, could you imagine being in that room? Your dad doesn't live with you. You don't see him. And it's just you up there. Uh, it would have been terrifying without the support of, of your dad, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a lesson for dads around our nation to go, having a dad matters. Now, uh, I'm a dad, five children, six uh, six total, but one's in heaven. And I'm not a great dad at all. Uh, my kids have get, they've got me the little father of the year award, best dad ever. And I'm like, I appreciate that kids. But, you know, I'm not great at this. And probably because I didn't have a dad, a stable father figure. So I'm swinging for the wind, doing the best I can. What I'm good at is providing and protecting. You know, getting heart to heart. You know, I work at it, but their mom is amazing. She's the life giver, right? And, uh. But they know they can come to dad if there's a problem uh, or a solution. I remember one of my daughters, she was having trouble with a guy. They, you know, and, and she was complaining and kept coming. I said, well, you should just, you know, he doesn't sound like a good character, you know. And, and then she came back complaining. And finally, one day I just said, do you want me to, like, break his legs? you want me to make him go away? Tell me what you want me to do because that's, I'm good at that stuff. I can I I'll leave him in Mexico, you know, zip tied with a bag over his head. She's like, "No, Dad." I go, "I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm running out of options here. Go talk to your mom on how to uh, ditch a bad dude." But fathers matter, you know. Adam, tell us about your background. People want to know uh, about you, man. Tell us about your background. I'm a welder, fabricator. Uh been doing that for 20 years. Uh, it was something that my father taught me, uh, really a welder fabricator as well. And he's a strong man of, uh, little words. He doesn't say that much, but when he does say something, uh, it makes an impression on you. Uh, and you know, I just, I try to put the right, impression on my children and teach them about morals and two things that I tell them all the time is don't lie and don't steal. Those are, those are two of my main rules, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the biggest thing is, is 
I've worked for everything I got. I kind of left my family's business uh, 15 years ago. We kind of bumped heads and I wanted to do it my own way. And I started, man, from the ground up. And my wife is an amazing woman, sounds a lot like yours. Uh, she's the sweetest thing in the world. And uh, we're like yin and yang because I'm, I'm, I'm vinegar to her oil. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we started out with nothing. And I had no support from what I was attempting to do uh, from my family. And, man, I mean, I'll never forget. We lived in the shop. We had a 2,000-square-foot shop that my wife and I lived in and my oldest son. And uh, Knox, Knox was born in the shop well not in the shop <laughs> and raised in the shop working with me on uh on welding jobs and uh motorcycle and our upgrade was when uh a buddy of mine gave us a school bus that we actually converted into living quarters and we had it right at the shop and had it plugged in there and uh that was how we did it for God, three years wow I, I love this. And we've, you know, we we ran a successful company. Uh, it was up to 25 employees. Wow. And uh, just before COVID, um, I actually got into a really bad accident. Uh, was in a coma for, for a little over a week. Traumatic brain injury. Took a long time to come out of it. But anyways, I woke up to COVID in the hospital and Half my face was paralyzed. Half my face was paralyzed, yeah. They gave me the boot out of the hospital because COVID had hit, and uh, they told me I had to get lost. So <laughs> uh, I came home, and, you know, I man, all I could do was lay on the couch, couldn't do anything, and I watched a lot of news, a lot of things oh, going okay. on. And I never had the time before. I was working 100 hours a week trying to, you know. Right keep everybody employed and support my family. And uh, that downtime woke me up to everything that was going on. You know, the masks, mandatory masking that was going on. And, you know, everything in the adult world changed. And, you know, the COVID masks went away because we had a voice as adults. Right. And uh, the students, I'll never forget my youngest son, who's eight now, he kind of started school with the whole pandemic going on and he never knew anything about not wearing masks. I'll never forget what set me off was I was walking him to the school bus and I was like, not uh, right. Are you ready? He goes, yep. I turn around and he's got his mask on and didn't that send me for a loop? Yeah. You know, he, he thought it was normal and, uh, mm. After that, I went to the school board meetings and started voicing my my concerns. And uh, you know, I was I was called a bully on the school board. And uh, I'm OSHA certified, you know, up to like level four. So I know proper masking. I've had had OSHA come to the shop and you know read oxygen volumes and all that and. Uh, I told them I would teach the kids how to properly wear masks, and uh, they didn't like that very much. And uh, even Knox came and spoke at one of those meetings about the masks. Was, and, wow. You know, finally, it 
reversed course and told these guys that it doesn't make any sense. So speak it up. I, I, I love it. I love it. Folks, what you're listening to is uh, America right here. Oh, yeah. Th th this is truly the heart of America. Media and messaging makes it sound and look so much different. But the reality is, uh, as a country, as, as who we are as people, we're hardworking. We try to do the best we can. And it's tough. And we don't mind tough. Uh, tough is just a part of life. But when the government interferes or when local, you know, school boards start interfering with our life and our freedoms, people are only going to take so much. And, and I love how you said, Adam, you know, uh, through this very tough accident, you're in a coma. COVID hits, they boot you out of the hospital, which probably was a good idea. And you start watching what normal dads have little time to watch. And that's what's being done, right? And and it calls you to, to just go, we call it righteous indignation, to go, this, well, this is wrong. And um, it's almost like church. Uh, for years and years and years, men just didn't go to church. Uh, women did. And then women, you know, it, it's, it's uh, they started leading, uh, which, you know, again, I understand the need why, but then it became behavior modification. So if a man did come to church, it was like, well, you got to, you know, you got to straighten up your life. You got to act a certain way. You got to act more Christian or whatever. And and I I think that kept men out of faith. Um, and then they saw inconsistencies. But what America needs is the men to step up more than anybody, uh, because there's something about a a dad stepping up or the impact that dad has on his son, because. The reality, both you and I know, Zach at 11 years old, he's he's seven birthdays away from being fully responsible for everything. And the it goes by fast. How, how many kids do you have? Uh, three boys. Three boys. And Zach's the oldest? Uh, uh, no, my son, Raph, is 18. He's a senior in the high school. He's graduating. This year. Nice. Knox is nice sixth, and then i got a, a third riker who's in uh third grade that's a lot of testosterone in that house um I, i've got an 18 was well, he's 17 uh, he's a senior in high school and he'll be graduating this year as well and our kids are going into a different time i'm a generation before you uh and now you, you got your kids and our younger, because we have three adult children. They're all, I think they're all in their 30s, married kids and all that. And then we took a 10-year break and I had two more, hence the, we have a 19 and a 17-year-old. And what a drastic difference even between those two, uh, you know, generations. So what would you encourage men to do knowing life is hard, but you're a great example of not giving up, 
uh, how, what would you encourage men to do as far as involvement in their kids' life with school? Boy, with schools, got to find out what is going on behind these doors. The biggest thing is when COVID came, you know, remote learning woke me up to what was going on with the education and what was going on there. But, you know, the biggest thing is, is that school doors really closed down because we're trying to keep the virus out, which I understand, but it really kept the parents out of there from really seeing what's happening behind those doors. And I can tell right now that we're rated 28th in the state for learning right now. And a lot of the kids can't even read or write or math right. at grade level. And they're adding all this extracurriculum about genders and pronouns. And it's mind boggling that that is what we're doing. We're focusing our children's time with this nonsense when really they should be learning how to become strong um, providers. Thinkers. Yeah. Yeah. Moving up as, as adults. What are we doing? We yeah. got grown men that are out here complaining and whining and, you know, whining and saying, what was me? That was never right fact when, you know, my father or yourself were doing things. Yep. You stay quiet. You go and get it done. No matter what it is, you got a family to provide for and you make it happen. That's it. You, you know what I, I tell people know me, uh, people know me as this dangerous gentleman. I got a book coming out next year and I tell folks, look, I'm not a nice person and I know it's semantics. I go, I'm kind, but nice, nice people tend to just try to do things because they want something. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of men out there that are whiny, that have no resilience, and they're, they'll be nice until they don't get their way. And then it all turns sideways. But a kind person will just do the right thing because it's the right thing. And it starts with our family. You know, it's like, I, you know, I was working three jobs when we started having kids. And, uh, and it's like, what? complaining doesn't do anything. We just gotta, we gotta get it done. And even when we started this ministry 20 years ago, we had lived in Hawaii before this. I had become very successful monetarily and all that stuff. Uh, and then God called us into ministry. And it was like, well, you got to poke a hole in your boat and do the deal because it's what you're called to do. And I remember looking at my wife on Christmas going, so we pay bills or we get Christmas gifts. That, that This is the reality. And... Um, you know, electricity, basics, and uh, and I know we've had them when we go kids. Uh, how about we get one family gift, you know? Uh, but people aren't used to that type of, you know, inconvenience or challenges. And it's like, those are motivators to make you work harder, right? You get punched in the face by some dude, uh, you know, it's like, you just motivated me. I'm, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to learn how to choke you out. I'll be back. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that resiliency is needed in our country. Um, Zach, for you, what's been kind of your, like, takeaway since you read this? Um, I mean, what, 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 what town and city are y'all from, first of all, so people know? 
Y'all up in Maine. Um, I've got friends up in Bangor. Uh, uh, can, can, how far are you up from Bangor? Two hours. Yeah. Uh, Ken Graves is up there. He's a knuckle dragon pastor, big, thick neck. Uh, just, you know, there's some about it. That's why it blows me away. You have such men in Maine, but then you flip the coin and you got a bunch of wimps. It's like, how can it be this? You know, I guess some guys, again, without dads, or they give up. But for you, uh, what what do you think it was the biggest um, impression uh, as as a young man that impacted you on this whole thing uh, that that made a difference uh, after you shared? I don't really know. Um, it didn't make much a big difference. Okay. Has anybody ever talked to you just out in public or people you know? They said, hey, I saw that video. Have you had that happen yeah, yet? Cool. And what about, have you had any teachers talk to you about that? One side teacher actually said that they were very proud of me. Um, other teachers have treated me different, but in a very good way. I haven't had any negative things about it, though, luckily. I love it. I love it. And you really didn't know that going into this, stepping up to the mic and reading this, you don't know the outcome. And that that's what courage is. And um, while a lot of people work on skill sets or uh, like gifting, the character, the character development is so important. Just like you were saying, Dad, we, we have to fight this ridiculous agenda of CRT and uh, the, the gender issue. It, it's racism. It's like can we just teach our kids what they're going to need for real life? Not all this this extra fluff. But let me ask you now, uh, Adam, What? because, uh, wow, you were in a coma. Did you lose your business? Did you have to start over? What I happened? Did. Yeah, I lost my business. And uh, the one thing that came from it is that I spend a lot more time with my kids. I actually... Uh, I coached my son's soccer team, his travel team, and uh, coached the boys, try and get them up to par. And, uh, you know, Knox just made the uh, Olympic development program in Maine for soccer. So he's, wow. he's kicking ass out there. And I love you know, it. I told him, it's all up to you what you make of your life. You can be whatever you want to be, but if you want to be the best, you have to practice harder and longer than anybody else because that's the only way you're going to have the opportunity to do that. Right? Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, and so do people listening and watching. So how's your recovery physical wise? Uh, your face still droop? Do you have any blurred vision? You have headaches? Yeah, mood swings with your TBI. All uh, that? You know what? I used to have mood swings for a little while. I think my wife uh, is a good soul because she put up with me for a while. Um, I still have this yeah. side of my face, metal plate in my eye, tired a lot just from over yeah. over using my brain. But other than that, I mean, you know what? <laughs> I don't even like talking about it because uh, I don't want to complain. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, you're, you're talking to a dude who's got TBI. 
I've 16 times overseas, done a lot of stuff. And so I get it at the high, and I've had all kind of treatments. And I'm with you on the, the, the reality of having a good wife. I told my wife, I said, I don't know how you stay with me. Uh, and I've ever everything from the fatigue to uh, memory loss. And, and, uh, and to me, it's just, I call it an inconvenience. And I've had a droopy face uh, off and on times as well, where I'm just like, you know, babe, you, you get the Elvis version of me now lucky woman and uh <laughs> we got to use the humor in it too because without humor you just you get wrung out um but but what does life have for you as a provider moving forward what's a goal that you have to try to get income in and, and all that type of stuff well, it's pretty wild because uh my wife used to work for me and uh she used to run the books for us and closer uh, just before the accident, she wanted to go do her own thing, and she had actually uh, got her way through nursing school when we first met. And uh, wow. when we were actually living on the bus, she took a job at the uh, the local jail as the nurse. Wow. And she no and kidding days and uh, used to take care of the kids wow. at the shop. But um, anyways. When she decided to leave and start up her own thing, she uh, she started getting into uh, nurse aesthetics, and she's yeah. the same way as me. Like once she puts her mind to something, she's she's driven, and gonna throttle. Yeah, she uh, she does nurse. She's a nurse's esthetician or whatever it is, and she's yeah. extremely yeah. Uh, successful at what she does now. It's been three years, and she's got her own. Love it. And she's made it easier for me to be able to focus more on the ch children and uh, in the garage That's around so and do uh, some custom projects for good customers that I have. Um, nice. Do a lot of high-end residential work and commercial work. Love it. Man, I, I, I love this. Well, folks, uh, I hope you're encouraged by today's show of uh, real life folks. And... Uh, uh, before we go, I have a couple of questions that I always ask my guest. All right, so there's no wrong answer. It, it's uh, it, it's just what we ask people. First one is, what is your perception of us uh, as a ministry or who we are and what we do? Just a uh, just a perception of it. I think it's amazing what you guys are doing, especially what we did. You know, discussing things. It takes a lot to do what you're doing and and to give back to the community and, and try and help help members of the community that are less fortunate. I think that's. Thank you, man. Oh, I, I, I got to ask though, before we go to, before my last question, your shirts, what, what do your shirts say? Those, those Domestic look fun. Tourists. Domestic. <laughs> and you got to level up. All right. It's, uh, so the last question I always ask my guests, doesn't matter who they are from, you know, kids to generals to celebrities, whatever, is we all will die. And, you know, you dodged that bullet. So obviously it wasn't your time and you get banged up pretty good. But what happens, Adam, what do you think happens to you when you die? And, and why do you believe it? What's going to happen? I'm praying I go to heaven, man. I, uh, I'm focusing on 
on being a good father. And uh, it's funny because my wife and my kids have been going to church. And actually Sunday, this Sunday was the first day that I've attended church. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, I, you know, I think what's going on in the country and in the world right now is a, a fight of good versus evil. And uh, all yes. I can do is, you know, everyone looks at it and they're like, well, I'm just one man. What am I going to do? Well, we can start small in our communities and in our kids' schools and really try and and make a difference. There's no reason we couldn't be out here. For yeah, brother. You're speaking the truth, man. This is so motivating for me because I love it when men go, there is, this, this is a battle between good and evil. Therefore, church won't hurt us. I mean, it's, you know, we'll do training for everything else. It's like, well, let's get some spiritual training. And, um, and I, I, man, I, man, I commend you for that. I, I think that is great because it is ultimately what we're seeing is just evil. And that's coming after our children. Uh, and, you know, like we were talking beforehand, we've rescued children. Our teams have rescued and recovered kids out of terrorist hands, ISIS, out of that area where they're controlled. And, uh, and you know, sometimes people got their feelings hurt and they deserved it. Uh, but the spiritual battle is really the, it's manifested in what's happening today. And I, I What's happening in our school systems in our country is a much larger threat than ISIS. And I, and I try to tell men that get in the battle where you are. Yes, we need better leadership on every level. And, and, and that makes the difference. But it doesn't make the ultimate difference. The ultimate difference is us at our local grassroots efforts. School boards, you know, it, 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 uh, man, to the dang dog catcher. And, and people learning the basics, just like Knox. Don't lie, don't steal. It, 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 we, we forget these fundamentals. So, man, I am so thankful. And, uh, and you know what? We, we, wanna, we wanna bless y'all, uh, just, just a simple blessing. Uh, your courage, we wanna reward your courage, um, Knox. And so we're gonna send you guys a gift of $2,000 from our ministry and your dad and mom have complete control over the funds. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you're, because of your courage and a recipient, you know, uh, they'll use it for what's best for your family and also for uh, uh, the, just, uh, who knows, maybe get you some better soccer action as they'll travel, whatever it's needed for, man, it, this is from our organization of, and we have thousands of people that support our work and uh, they would love to help uh, encourage you guys. And you never know, I mean, stuff like this, this is a small lottery ticket, right? Uh, uh, but uh, man, just take it as a blessing from God because God, you know, you can't go wrong doing the right thing. That's what I always, that's what I always say. So I appreciate you too. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get this spread wide. And do do y'all have any social media uh, that anybody that wants to follow you yeah, can? Uh, my Instagram account is uh, White Knuckle Customs. 
and I actually just posted a video this morning, which probably too long to share for you now, but it was a, uh, a story about a preschool uh, classroom, and I think it's really telling about what's going on in this country as a whole. I, I'd love to send it to you or have you check it out because it's, it's worth checking out. Well, if you posted it, I'll repost it as, as soon as we get through with this. Uh, because people trust your opinion. And um, again, you, you know, y'all just stay being good old America. And because and, uh, I think that's the voice people want, not, not, the, not the smooth politicians or big influencers or whatnot. And it's just like, hey, here's a real deal. We're all of this together. Let's let's all do our part. Well, uh, listen, we'll stay in contact when I'm up in Maine. Uh, if we can get together, that'd be fun. But y'all come down to uh, Colorado sometime. It'd be fun to have y'all down here. Uh, we'll do some training, do some shooting, do a little bit of jujitsu, blade work, all that stuff. And as always, good that'd fellowship. Awesome. All right. Well, folks, we as always, we appreciate y'all subscribing to the Victim Marks podcast, and and um, this show has done really well. We're continuing the growth in it, so share this with your friends. And wherever you are and whatever you're doing, hey, do it for the glory of God, full throttle. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.